I'm thrilled. I am thrilled. You know, someone's got to be. I am thrilled to be leading the Bite Me podcast in its 143rd episode. Ooh, ooh. Um, Cliff's on vacation in Walt Disney World. And Adam's poop hit the theoretical fan, Dang poop. figurative fan, and uh, we had to bring in an emergency co-host today. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. He is a droid, and he has come to destroy us all. Destroy all humans. The the Vin Vin Nine Thousand. Whoa, it's me. There's nine thousand of me. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I phoned a friend using my. One and only lifeline that I nice. was given for this game show to Mr. Vinny to help wade through the slew of news and video game related content of the week. And uh, we will try to make it as exciting as possible. Um, I'm generally not the play by play guy, so. Um, it is going to we'll be the best, best episode of all time. Best this episode is what I've been ever. Told. It's going to be a huge episode. That's right. Um, the hugest episode ever. The biggest. At this point, it is. It's the 143rd. There's there not it is. There's not much bigger than larger. that. The, um, there's only anyway, one number after this. I won't waste too much time. Um, <laughs> we can talk about what we played this week, and then we can uh, move into some news. Um, not a lot of stuff. It seems that it's still in a little bit of a lull, at least. Just weird with Gamescom just happening, too. Interesting, yeah. Seems to be like these games exist, yeah. but to me, that's not news. Um, these games sure are coming in 2021. There's fun <laughs> things like I'm excited for the new Destroy All Humans game, Yeah, um, but it's still very early in the stages of making, so I right. don't know. Then we'll talk about some questions. Cheap free games. The huge. Um Anyway, do you want to start with what you played, or do you want me to tell what I played? I'll go. So... Obviously, I haven't been on this podcast since E3, but uh, so I've been playing a whole lot. But I'm, the primary games, I'm playing a lot of DBD, Dead by Daylight, fun game. First day of Gamescom, they were like, hey, guys, guess what's happening? We're going to be adding Stranger Things to the game. And I'm like, hell yeah, you are. That's right. I'm excited for that. So now they're adding uh, Nancy Wheeler and what's the other guy's name? Something Harrington. Steve uh, Harrington. S- yeah. And so there's a, there are going to be the two survivors, and then they're adding the Demigorgon as a killer. So that's extremely exciting. That seems like a pretty big get for it, Dead by huge. Daylight. Right. Being a, I mean, it's a, it's a big game, obviously, yeah. but I think I mean, Stranger Things is one of the biggest pop right. culture things right now next to Disney Marvel. Right. It's honestly crazy how many licensed things they have in the game. I mean, they have Freddy Krueger, they've got Michael Myers, they've got Leatherface, it's... And that's how much they got, and now they're getting uh, Stranger Things, so that's exciting. So I've been playing a lot of that, as I usually do. I've now hit over 1,200 hours, because I have no life. Uh, three years of playing that game, well worth it. After that, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Jackbox, because that's been fun. been playing that on streams with some people. It's always a good stream game. People have a lot of fun playing it. It is hysterical. It's a lot of fun. So much goofy nonsense that goes down. It is amazing. And then... Other than that, I've just just today, uh, eight twenty one. I've been starting to play Sea of Thieves again because they did another big. I mean, not massive update, not like the last one, but they've got their. They're starting to roll out monthly content updates, which I'm a big fan of. Now that they're getting back on schedule, so now you know it seems like you're always going to be incentivized to go back. You know, so 
this month they are doing a thing called Dark Relics where they give you these special missions you go do. It's basically just doing treasure chest missions, X marks the spot, and doing hunting skellies. But they added a bunch of new loot to it too. So like you can find like an evil eye or like a, a puppet doll master thing or like all these evil enchanted items and it's really cool. Dark relics, if you will. Uh, dark relics. And uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. You get a lot of stuff for that. Also, you get all your time limited cosmetics. But one of the coolest things that they added this update that's staying in permanently is they added these things called Reaper's Chests, which I think are super cool. So similar to like how you can find a fort in Sea of Thieves with the big skull cloud, now they have like these things called Reaper's Chests, right? So basically you see this like big spiral of like kind of color in the air, kind of like a color tornado. Like you get a bunch of different lines of color, like a rainbow tornado. And you see it on the map. You can see it, like, anywhere in the world, really. And you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I should go get that. That's a Reaper's Chest. So everyone in the world can see that. But once you get there, if you put it on your ship, everyone will know that it's on your ship. Because on the map table, if you go down and look, it'll tell everyone that you have it. So it's really cool. You get a lot of uh, – you get a lot of – it's not even gold anymore. So instead of gold, this is the first way you can earn doubloons in-game other than doing, like – uh, time limited challenges. So that's a really uh, cool implemented thing that they put into the game now. So I'm very excited about that. And for those that aren't familiar with Sea of Thieves, how are doubloons different than gold? So doubloons are different from gold. So gold, you get pretty much just all your like normal cosmetics that have been there like all the time. So you can get like, you know, some, some ship cosmetics, some really any type of cosmetics, but the doubloons, you are able to do th- cool things like, hey, I'm going to make myself level up one full level without you know, needing to do it. I can pay my way to get uh, leveled up and not with real money. The, they don't let you buy doubloons with real money. So it's a separate currency, but you still use it to do in-game stuff. So, that, yeah, you can level up. You can get time-limited uh, cosmetics this way. So like this month, they have like three different ones, a, a ship, a hull, and a uh, sail. So you can get all those with the doubloons. It's really cool. I'm very excited. Which is nice because uh, doubloons basically came from challenges before. Yeah. Um, so this this way, once maybe you've started doing most of the challenges that the maybe casual or even hardcore player who's been playing a long time right. has probably done a lot of those, right? So you're not getting doubloons as frequently maybe. Right. Um, so it's nice to be able to earn those in a different way. Also, they added a rowboat with a harpoon gun on it, and I'm all in. I love it. I want it so bad. I've seen people streaming, and they hook themselves onto a megalodon that's going around everywhere while you just sit in a rowboat, and it looks like a fun roller coaster ride, and I want to do it. We got to do it, Dylan. When are we getting back in? When are we doing it? Chariot races? We're doing chariot races with megalodons. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? I'm excited. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Yeah. How about yourself? I would like to be playing Sea of Thieves this week. Um, hey, we're going to do it. This summer has just been awful for really getting um, back into games lately. Yeah. But I definitely want to jump into the Sea of Thieves. And hopefully by the time they give us pets that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be back in for sure. Um, yeah. I think I might try to play a little bit tonight though and um, see what's, what's happening with this new event. Um, and I definitely think having monthly events will help that for sure 100 percent. they drop that big piece of content and now they can start giving you a little bit right and leading you every month keeping you in um 
anyway, I picked up Dead Cells again nice. this weekend after not playing that for a while, and I finally finished it. I got wow. to the end. Um, Dude, I've gotten which, so close on finishing that game so many times, and I was um, just like, all right, I'm done. I can't see, do it now. I felt like I never got very close, and then all of a sudden, one time, it was just like, it was the run. Yeah, um, you got and, the run. And, and you... I got there and then I saw that it was attainable because it always seemed so far because it right. seemed like it would scale up very drastically once you got yeah. to like the th- third or fourth yeah, area boss. maybe, um, depending which way you go. Because there's definitely certain... Certain paths um, are harder and easier. Yeah, certain areas I did not like going into very yeah. often and would try to avoid them. Um, yeah, I didn't like that like acid area. I forget right. what it was called, but... Um, and since the, the DLC they added, um, there's some new kind of stuff that I kind of didn't, I wish I would have played sooner, um, like before and after. So I knew exactly what was added. It seems like a bunch of new items and stuff, but even some of like the, I don't remember if like the little timed things were there. Like if you get through the first area into the next one with uh, under two minutes, there's a door that opens that you can go in and get some stuff. Yeah. And if you, uh, kill 30 bad guys without being touched you right. can get in the other door or whatever i don't remember if those were there or not i, don't I think, think they it, were i don't know if, i can't remember but so you think that like whatever they added was like you know influential into you winning i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe they allowed me to to scale a little bit better. right i'm not sure um my play style didn't change a lot mm-hmm. um i definitely like playing um with um, have a use of like the the equipment items, like the auto turrets and stuff, right? Because um, I think those are very um, beneficial to someone who might not be as um, fundamentally good at that game, where I'm dodge rolling and hack mm-hmm. and slashing. Because um, I feel like I get my butt kicked pretty fast, but I do right. like to carry a sword with me of some sort um, for those kinds of situations. But yeah, it just seemed like I was getting there, I was getting there, and then finally I just kind of went through it. And then it like immediately is like, hey, if you do this four more times, you can open this cool door. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> well, let's see how long that takes to do it four more times. Yeah. Um, but. So this is like, I'm just kind of curious because I know you've beat, well, well, you can beat up to Hades as well. Yeah. And I know they're kind of different games, but they are also in the same similar genre of what right. do you like? Which one do you think you prefer, and what like for what reasons? I did boot Hades up again to play a little bit the other day, and for yeah, whatever reason, it was running too. like turd on oh, my really? computer at that moment. So hmm. I'm gonna try to to boot it back up again. But I still think, especially because I wanted to play the new Hades content yeah. they've added since I played the first. I think they but, only had three yeah, areas at the time. Four, I think right? they have four, and they added another god. I think oh, they really? can gift you. I, th- I think that's was my understanding of what they added, and I still stand by. I think Hades will ultimately be the game I like more. Right. Um, I think the way that you have a little bit more agency over your build paths um, yeah. by getting to choose which door you go into. I think that's it's interesting. not random, right? Um, which is is similar to Dead Cells in the fact that you'll you can go to the toxic sewers or the right. ramparts or whatever it is. I I can't remember in which order 
you'll see some of them. But in Hades, you get to pick this room or that room, but you're choosing what you're going to get from that room right. rather than just who you're going to fight in that room. You're um, not just finding a random weapon. You're right. kind of picking what you want to get. And Dead Cells is pretty much completely reliant on you're randomly getting your items, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But it, I think it it creates the situation more often where I'm having a crappy run, whereas in Hades, I at least had the agency to try to mitigate my crappy run. Um, right. So maybe if I just scale up this ability really fast by going this way, um, because I have that opportunity, maybe I can be strong. Um, right. Of course, anytime you're playing this kind of game, you're just going to have runs that you're not doing very well out or mm-hmm. you have the wrong weapon. Like in Dead Cells, if I'm stuck with a shield and the boot, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Right. I don't want either of these things. Yeah. Um, but in Hades, like I start with the weapon of my choice and then I get to choose kind of how I scale my abilities and do I pursue gold or the, the gems? I can't remember what they're called. Um, that you use to upgrade yourself long-term or whatever. Right. Um, so I do like Hades, I think as the better game, even though I think dead cells is a phenomenal game and is a complete game at this point, but they have added content to it. So, I mean, that's, that's what we want to see. Is Hades done getting content? Was that it? Or is it still getting more? I think it's still getting more, but I think you actually get, I I don't know exactly, but when I thought I read the patch notes, it says you actually can get above I think you actually might be able to get out of the underworld now. Oh, cool. So that might change kind of yeah. – I, I, I have no idea where it's going to go. But yeah. I, I think there's still – because I think they said they planned at least five areas. Right. So I, I think we should ex- expect one more at least maybe. It's exciting. Oh. I never beat Hades, but I yeah. really, really enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah, I'm going to get – I'm going to play back to that and then I'll report back in the next week or two when I have a better understanding of what they've been doing. But I did – get back to dead cells and i finished it which i'm happy that i did at least complete a single run of that game for sure Um, so i guess that's what we played this week Um, we played i feel like i played something else but i just can't remember what it was i know that feeling yeah it's not a great feeling um anyway before we get on to our uh, favorite subjects of the day i will take a moment to thank our patreon members i don't really remember if this is what we do now but this is what i'm doing now so i don't forget <laughs> it um and i actually got the list this week which is something when cliff is out is sometimes hard to obtain because our passwords are they shouldn't be complicated but for whatever reason i can never get into this stuff um password password Anyway, we got Operator Jack, John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joel Cole Jr., and Kevin Schuld, who are our top supporters on the Patreons, and uh, there's multiple levels of that. I'm not going to go into this. Everyone everyone gets it. Lovely people. <laughs> Lovely people that we love and help Give us. Give us all the money. Keep the show going and... Uh, I know we've been working on some swaggy stuff behind the scenes lately. Um, I don't know what the plan for that is, um, but some of it turned out really good. I don't know uh, what direction Cliff's planning to go with that stuff, but um, hopefully we'll have some cool new stuff soon. I want it. I want it. I have have one. Can I borrow half of it? Yes. (laughs) I will give half. Awesome. 
Um, anyway, we will move on to our news segment of the day. Um, I don't like passing that to myself. Um, with more um, prep, we could have planned something, but we didn't. Um, could do it right now. We could do it right on. The- I'm not going to huh. do it twice. All right. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I want you to, you know? Um, anyway, uh, news that I thought we'd get out of the way. Um, big GameStop layoff. Um, 150 people? Yeah, they said over 120. So over 120. they said 14% of the company's headquarters. And this is headquarters, so um, not necessarily trimming stores yet. But I right. think this is something we're going to continue to see because yeah. um, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, GameStop's necess- necessarily sustainable anymore. Um, right. Even though they are buying your Nintendo Switches back for two hundred twenty-five dollars, <laughs> so you can upgrade to the more efficient Nintendo Switch for yeah. the low, low price of seventy-five dollars right now, um, which I'm considering doing, but. Um, I guess this yeah. is always unfortunate when people yeah. have to to lose their lose their job, whether we like GameStop or not. Um, and it's always un- I think whether you like GameStop or not it is kind of I don't like losing. It's always crampy to hear about people losing the jobs, right? And I don't like stores closing, and I don't like right. brick and mortar to disappear entirely. Even though maybe that is the future, and obviously. Those those facilities are going to turn into different things over time, and we're always going to be evolving. But it is, it's kind of sad. It, and I think yeah. on top of the story too, they GameStop owns Game Informer, don't they? I, I think, believe so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, there was also magazine. news today that they laid off a bunch of major positions inside of Game Informer as well. Oh, yeah. So that's also obviously not ideal. So it's looking like. GameStop's not doing the best as you know they right. used to, but like you said, I it's it sucks to see. Even if you don't go to them, like the other day, I went into a GameStop just because my friends like I want to pre-order Call of Duty. I'm like, all right, I'll come for a ride, and it it is literally it was just me and him in there. There was no one else there. Yeah. You just see all these like pop figures, right? <laughs> and that, that that's pretty much it. And a bunch of like used games, and you're like, oh. And there's, yeah. there was I I'm not even joking. There was a single employee, and right. I'm like, this is pretty. It's it's sad, honestly, because I remember going to the days back when I, like I've always reminisced on here before, big Halo three days. Every, anytime a new Halo would come out back in the day, it was like you know fourteen, fifteen. I would go to GameStop the midnight release. There would be a big old line of people there. Oh, yeah. the, the GameStop people, people pizza order pizza. Yeah. yeah, and it's it was big, so much fun, dude. It, it was and, a big to do. Yeah. Um, but now with the digital age, you know, all right, right. midnight's here. I can play my game now. Yeah. Don't need to go anywhere. And I mean, so, I, I like that, but I, I very much miss the, the community around that right. stuff. And that community does not exist the same way in the, not at all. In the all digital era. Um, as nice it is that I get to play games with Vinny now, who's in a completely different state on the opposite end of the country. Like that's great. Right. Yeah. But there's something about, land parties and couch right. co-op and stuff like those experiences are different and they they can fill a different thing in you and they're um, almost non-existent at this point too yeah. which is unfortunate although gears 5 they said that they have three player couch co-op which is real cool so right. but no yeah i mean it's amazing to me that game informer is still really in print honestly it yeah. blows my mind that magazines in general are so i'm pretty print. sure they're the um, only like gaming magazine right. that's still being it's, printed um it's just 
that's kind of amazing even though like again i hate to see that stuff go because i i loved game magazines growing up i loved reading a lot of magazines honestly like and i'm also someone i like to go to the bookstore because looking through aisles of books is a lot different than skimming through a web page right it's different i can i can read the first page off the shelf go to the next one whatever right um the same way that Sometimes you, you do see an interesting game when you're at GameStop yeah. that you might not know of otherwise just because the box art catches your eye, right? Um, or when you used to have blockbusters and you would rent movies, which yeah. is just an absurd premise now. But <laughs> um, I do miss that. But I guess it's inevitable, the future. I really wish and hope that GameStop will do something like lean more into that land party kind of style or even I'm not going to say go board games but they could do things of that nature you know like all right you guys are shrinking down a little bit sure you're not going to be nearly as I mean you don't need two game stops in the same plaza right right <laughs> that's not necessary exactly. so cuz that is so, the case sometimes right. like I yeah. still there's still a few places I think where there is two game stops that are probably way too you close to each other you can see them from each other right um, Which just isn't necessary. So if they if they started doing things like, hey guys, we're gonna do some video game tournaments. You come down, you get like you know, if you win, you get a twenty five dollar GameStop gift card, or do something like that, like once a week, once a month, right. something. Just try to get people into your store to have fun. Right. And I don't know if this is ultimately what the news article was about or anything, but it's a good discussion. But uh, um, it GameStop has definitely changed in the sense that. Like it is a wall of pop figures, though. Like yeah. they're they're trying to to change, but I guess it feels like you might need to do a bigger change, right? It, right. You need to incorporate something else, and that's like maybe maybe the business model where you have tournaments or something isn't the sustainable option. But maybe there is something like that. Maybe incorporating board games and video games in the same place, because I, get- board, I think board games are in some way seeing kind of this resurgent when stuff kind of comes back oh, for in. Sure. Retro is cool again. Not that board games are necessarily retro, but you um, got to get people in your stores to sell those pops, right? Right. And if you're, if you're not getting people in there for the games, then why are people going to come in there for the pops, yeah. you know? So you got to figure out something. Yeah. And I think my big thing too is recently when I've been doing into a GameStop, it's just, it's just atrocious. Um, yeah. Like they'll have a giant clearance bin that's like overflowing. And I'm just like, yeah. what is this? I don't, Who's going to look through that? Right. And I'm just not the person. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe people don't care about that as much, but I, I do when I walk into a store and it's, it's weird because it is a store that's so much about selling used stuff, right. but it's not like it's a used boutique. It's like, it's just like I use car lot for games and, right. I, and like, that's kind of what it feels like. So maybe, maybe there's something else that they can get into that would be more interesting for consumers or maybe they just need to die i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know i guess we'll see people have been saying that within like five years they're going i don't know i hope not i could see it being possible yeah. though. It, and maybe maybe there's some other way that the they figure out how to work with the games maybe there is a way to sell digital games on the use i don't know the the future can have so many possibilities right um through different services that they can offer something else but or or not. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think we've we've talked about that um, many a times, and once again. But um, the 
the speaking of death, I guess, um, <laughs> Death Stranding, um, this performance art um, hidden within a video game, <laughs> um, now with more P, um, got some gameplay, actually. Quite a bit, too. Um, did, you, did you watch this gameplay? I did. I um, did. I watched a little bit of it. Um, it's a pretty game. I don't know if they gave a lot away at this point. Um, I don't think they'll ever be able to give away enough to know what this game is. I think until I get my hands on it, but I don't think I'm going to know what it is. But isn't that the same feeling you'll have when you finish the game? Uh, probably. I feel like even completing this game, you'll probably feel the same way about it. I, I yeah, I don't disagree with you. I I think this game is going to be more of a how the settings feel around it. You know, it's not going to be like. Sure, there'll be a narrative. That doesn't mean you'll understand it. But right. you're going to go around and find like these interesting people, I guess, or not people, people on the other side. What, what I, Again, no one knows what this game is. Right. No um, one can convince me they know what this game is. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad game. In fact, I, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a great game, but the fact that they've got all these celebrities in it makes me think that I don't think this game is going to be one of those sellout games. It's like, hey, guys, we've got Norman Reedus, so you should buy the game. Right. I, I don't think it's like that. I, I think, think we've moved from that. I think that's too easy. That's, right. This game is something more than that. Um, or maybe it's not at all. May, I, like, I don't, I don't See, really know. See, that's what I'm concerned about, but, too, is that because a lot of people – I've actually heard this being tossed about uh, a little bit where I've been – Hearing things like everyone's like, oh, wow, I just want to go on blind because no one knows what this game is and they're not telling us anything, which is maybe a good thing because I want to experience it my first time. What if they're not saying anything because they're like – what if they're hiding something? Right. What if there isn't really anything there? Yeah. I don't want to look at it negatively like that, but it, it's a possibility. But I, I got I, – I, I've never been a Hideo Kojima fan. I mean, not that I haven't. I've never disliked him. I've just never yeah. played Metal Gear Solid. Right, and <laughs> so those weren't my favorite games, but I very much understand they were good. Like they look amazing. They play great. The story is probably interesting, at least to some people. Um, See, that's the thing. I've heard people say that those stories make no sense either. Yeah. But <laughs> so if, if if it has great gameplay and if it has great graphics and it's fun to play, I mean, then that's sure, really all I'll play. Matters, right? Right. Um, why do, why do people, people people don't play Diablo because it has the best story of all time? Right. People play because it it's got great gameplay uh, and great loop. And uh, what what actually happened in this gameplay trailer? So there was a lot of climbing. There was a lot of climbing. He's. It started off with him sleeping with his little baby in his stomach or whatever. I, I, it's still real weird to me. He carries around this little baby. He wakes up and then all of a sudden he urinates. He, you, you get to see how many milliliters of pee you're peeing. And when he was finished peeing, a mushroom grew. A mushroom grew. And then Hideo Kojima on stage said, if a bunch of people do this in one spot, something special will come. So you get – a special so present this, like, from everyone, cult? everyone Where? peeing in one spot. I, I no don't know. Does this, for game, that, I think. does this game have multiplayer? See, like, I, don't, I don't think he said that, and I don't know, but it definitely seems like it's going to have some multiplayer aspect or something like. I haven't played it, but I think I've heard that Dark Souls, right? If you die in a certain area, it'll tell someone in the other games that they right. died there or so, something so it's of like that ghost extent, pee? right? 
So you'll see a bunch of like ghosts peeing or something <laughs> onto one spot and growing a big mushroom. I don't know. This is but weird. It, it's the game is maybe a game. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But see, yeah. Um, to honestly, I would say I I think this is going to be it. It's going to be exper- an experimental like a tour piece in the world of video games. Um, right. It kind of reminds me. I watched this. Uh, I watched this movie recently on Amazon Prime, and talked to my buddy about it, who had also watched it recently, and he loved the movie. And it's called Under the Silver Lake. Um, mm-hmm. It stars uh, Andrew Garfield, um, and this movie is just—it is wacky. It's crazy. It's zany. It's the follow-up to the uh, filmmaker who did It Follows. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with that movie, is a pretty successful horror film, but Mm-hmm. It's kind of this movie that he he made a successful horror film, so he got to make the movie he wanted to right. make. Right. So like he got to make whatever he wanted, and this is what he made. And, and this is what Kojima's doing. And it's it's just this wacky movie. And I don't know if I really liked it. I certainly didn't dislike it. It yeah. was interesting. It was very long. It was crazy. It was full of red herrings. You thought you were going to solve this mystery, and there was all kinds of stuff thrown at you that didn't really necessarily make sense, but it wasn't supposed to. And then it kind of t- wraps it up at the end in a bow, and you're still kind of scratching your head, but you're kind of satisfied. But you walk away appreciative that someone was able to make this movie. Yeah. Because this is just completely their vision something different it's just unfiltered vision from this this creative um and i think kojima is someone who's obviously earned this um yeah he can make whatever he wants and this yeah. is this is the this is the game film performance art that he wants to make and i guarantee someone's going to think this is just the greatest thing ever and maybe oh, it's only one sure. person but Hey, at least he got to make it, and right. I I applaud that. So yep, yeah. There was a bunch of different stuff they did. They showed this big old ladder. He was able to throw this ladder up, pretty much wherever he wanted. He went all the way up it. He saw this hologram of Jeff Keighley, who was the guy that hosts the Game Awards. He's in the game. Kind of funny. I enjoyed that. I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> um, he just has so many weird cameos in this game, and I think it's just going to keep continuing. So that's fun. Um. After that, he, like, purposefully fell off a ledge, and then all of a sudden his baby started freaking out. And you have to use the PlayStation 4's motion controls to, like, shake the baby to rest, I guess. Hmm. And I don't know how often you need to do that, but I could see they getting real annoying real quick. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But uh, So that was pretty much it for the gameplay, honestly. There wasn't a whole, whole lot, but more than we've seen previously. There were some weird cinematics they showed, though. Like, they showed this, like, character. I don't remember her name. But she was in this one place, and she can't leave this one place because she's attached to her baby, but her baby is on the other side, and they're attached by umbilical cord, and she's stuck in that area. She can't leave it because... The baby's on the other side, and the baby's not growing because she's on the other side. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. Uh, she 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 rubs her chest. She's like, I'm chafed from this other side baby. And I'm like, I don't get this game. I don't understand. Does it intrigue me? Yeah, because I have no idea what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's definitely 
something that I'm really the only way I see me. I'm I'm gonna buy this game. I, I think <laughs> this it, is a day one. <laughs> it, it, it honestly might be just because I want to know what it is, right? And I think that's the same philosophy a lot of other people are holding too, right? right? So I think that's how Kojima is going to get a lot of copies of this sold. A lot there's a, been a huge amount of hype over this because no one knows what it is, right? And I think it, I. Like I think that's something that might be missing from video games in a lot of ways too. It's like creating like genuine intrigue. Right. Uh, maybe this is the extreme of that, but very much uh, we're very much interested. Like you can't deny that. I mean, you're when you hear a new interested. Call of Duty's coming out, you're like, "All right, cool. I'm getting a first person shooter where right. I can kill things." I play and this kill game streaks. every year, but what what yeah. fun is that? Like what? Right. Like what? Sure, it's a great improvement over the last one, I guess, but. Um, I, I have I been this intrigued about what a game is ever? Maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't think I have, and I'm intrigued. I'm really, really, really hoping that this game's gameplay is going to be good. Because if it's not, I think that's going to be a huge detriment yeah. to this game. Because like, if there's a story there that no one understands, even when you're playing, then who's going to want to try to play through the whole thing if the gameplay right. is not good? You know? Yeah, because it. It almost seems at this point like, is it just a really massive walking simulator? Right. I've been thinking that too. And like, that's fine if the story is just compelling, right? But the like broad story that we know is that you walk from east to west to try to connect the world. That's the broad story that anyone knows about this game. And I'm like, okay. What does that mean? What what does it mean? What are we doing? Are we. Are we walking the like? What are we doing in this world? Is there combat? Are we shooting things? Are we hack and slashing things? Are we just climbing ladders? Are we peeing places to make mushrooms? What are we doing? Is this a farming game? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting game. I'm assuming it will be. I think it's going to be successful, even if it's good or not, just based off the intrigue this game has, like you said. So I don't know. We'll see. Come November, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um anyway, uh more more <clears throat> gameplay um has been revealed for Marvel's Avengers. Boy was it a chunky piece of gameplay. Did you get to see any of it? I I watched a little bit and to me it made me think of Infamous. So I've never played Infamous, but I, I think I get where you're going at with that. Yeah, which is, I mean, a compliment, really. Right. Um, hopefully it it feels different than that, right? Hopefully it's right. not just the same thing. Um, but right. it did it, it, it did look that way, and Infamous was such a great kind of open world third person. Yeah. You feel like a superhero and can do super things, right? So, and I think it was probably one of the the games that really honed in on making that feel good and you actually do feel super right um, and i think that not only that but they imp- pe- people were always when it first came out during e3 people were very down on the idea of how the superheroes looked because obviously everyone's used to the mcu people everyone's used to robert downey jr right so and i and i really think that all the people that were criticizing that now even just in this short span from E3 to Gamescom, they already looked infinitely better than they did before. Um, 
Yeah, I think they just all looked much better. Thor's gameplay looks like so much fun. He looks like he's going to be a blast. You can fly with him. He's got all the electric powers. His uh, Mjolnir looks like it behaves just as well as God of War's Kratos' axe. It looks like it feels just as well. Hulk's gameplay looks incredible where you can just jump on things, smash things, do whatever, grab two people, smash them together, throw them off, do the big clap move that he does. I mean, Iron Man's got his flying. I mean, Cap with the throwing of the shield. There's so much there that I think can be so much fun. And with they said they're going to be having a bunch of different cosmetics. The uh, different gears have different perks. There's going to be like a huge amount, a number of them. They said. I'm very excited to see what this game's going to be. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan necessarily, but uh, yeah. I think where this game might interest me is. Um, if it can offer those unique, different play styles with the heroes, right. like the Hulk is going to play very different than Thor or some of right. the other more nimble, agile heroes and stuff. And like, I've played a game where you play a Hulk-like character smashing yeah. things, and I've played a game where, where I've you played play a Thor-like <laughs> character or Iron Man-like character, right? But to have a game where I can play all of those characters right um so that to me that's kind of why this game is particularly interesting if the gameplay is as fun as it kind of shows off and not only that they're even boasting that you'll be able to have two different iron mans that play vastly different than each other as different iron mans i i was watching one of the videos of the devs talking and they were like yeah you can have iron man that just has lasers or you know, he'll have these lasers that he can use, and then another one will have rockets that are, act completely different. They're going to be, you know, more explosive. Lasers are going to be more singling people out. Rockets are going to be more AOE. So there's going to be a bunch of different ways that you can use your, you know... My Iron Man might be different than your Iron Man, how you play. My right. Hulk might be different than your Hulk, you know? I'm very excited for that. Uh, they also went into depth a little bit more about they, – they finally told us what this game really is. At E3, they were just kind of like, yeah, so this is a game that can be single player and co-op. And we're like, OK, so how? They didn't really say then, but they did now. So they have these missions called hero missions. These are all going to be single player where you play as specific heroes like Iron Man will get this story mission where – you know, you, you get this big, wide, vast space where you're going to be flying around shooting things and doing uh, things like that. Or Hulk is going to have his own backstory mission. All these are going to be super narrative-based and narrative-heavy. And they're going to be having those. And then they're going to have these multiplayer uh, co-op missions called Warzone missions. They didn't go super in-depth on these, but they were like, yeah, so basically you get to play one to four players. You can still play by yourself if you want to. But one to four players, you can play with your friends. There's you're going to be able to, you know, you the goal is just to work together, try to get some loot, things of that nature, right? And uh I thought it was an interesting choice and I think it's a good choice that they said that they're not going to allow you to have like, you know, four hulks or four two two hulks, two thors. You're not gonna be able to do that. I think that's a really cool idea. So that you, there's always gonna be only one of each hero, so you feel like you are a, you know, a good hero for where you need to be. And uh, the only other thing that they really talked about for multiplayer is that they are adding dynamic scaling, which I think is great. So if I'm played, if I've played for 40 hours, Dylan picks it up the next day 
and he's brand new. We can still play together and it won't affect each other's, you know, progress in the game. Right, which I think is the biggest hindrance that I notice when playing games right. today with other people. If if it's a game like that, it just immediately kind of just makes me not want to play the game anymore. Like, yeah, like it, Travis wants me to jump into Destiny and I'm like, I'd love to, but you're like right. 300 light level above me right. or something. Right, it doesn't... And it takes time to get there, you know? Right. So it just turns they you can off from wanting you, to go but there. Is that what fun is, is that, that fun? No. No. Um, I don't, yeah, it's so, just it's there's smarter ways to do it. One hundred percent. And that and this is the smart way to do this it. Is so. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this game. Comes up May of next year. Still super far away, yeah. but I'm excited to hear what else well, they got it, up their sleeves for this. If it allegedly looks that good now, then right? I think I hope it only gets better. To. And uh, speaking of Marvel's Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. the big snafu today, recently, I don't know when it started exactly, um, is the hashtag boycott Sony, um, which is just adjacent to, uh, video games because they're saying boycott Sony and PS4s. Uh, so apparently Disney and Sony didn't really play along um, with the new deals uh, regarding Spider-Man being involved in the Marvel universe. So um, the fans aren't too happy about that and don't want anything to do with Sony until they let them have Spider-Man. Right. Um, It's just silly. Which I get, but I think to me, the outrage seems to be pretty misinterpreted uh and you can feel however you want but listen i'm disappointed that he's not going to be in the mcu right now i'm a huge marvel fan have been now for about a year i've watched them all i I love them i love all the spider-man movies that are in the mcu i'm not going to go out and say i'm going to stop playing god of war because you know this happened first off we don't even know really what happened behind the scenes for all we know disney was like hey we want to own spider-man give it to us or else we're not doing a deal right you know and this could totally be on disney and no one knows everyone's just like oh no sony and but i mean in reality it kind of is because who who has the the rights to spider-man movies sony sony therefore it is kind of it's kind of theirs to to right. do and they worked out a deal to do it and then this time around Disney's like we want 50%. Yep. So they're going to put up 50% up front and they're going to take 50% off the back. Which is huge, right? Yeah, compared yep. to the the five that they they took before. So I mean Spider-Man um, Far From Home just made over a billion dollars. Right, and sure. So. Like yeah, if they're going to work together, there probably is a number in the middle, but um the only numbers we had it was the original deal at five, and now this deal at yeah. fifty. Um, so when they come in at fifty, and there was no negotiation in the middle, I think it's I think it's unfair to just say this is Sony's deal, like just because you want Spider Man, because um, it's just that's just not how it is. Like if if Sony bought the rights to Spider Man, that that's theirs. Like why should they just give that up because people want Spider-Man in their movies? Like that doesn't make sense. Right. Ultimately, maybe Disney needs to offer the money that they can't refuse to just say give us Spider-Man. 
And listen, at the end of the day, I think that is what's going to happen. Right. I think people are freaking out about this way too much now because, yeah, it, it sucks. He was a great character in the MCU. But I, I just – I don't see this going any other way than Disney eventually coming out and saying, hey, we have lots of money. Let them use him in our movies still. Right. They they just came out at uh, – not, not Gamescom, not IGN. There was something else in between where they showed like the list of like 14 new Marvel movies that are going to be coming out. Spider-Man wasn't a part of that. Right. They don't need him for four, at least 14 movies. So yeah. if they don't need him for that long, they don't need to – this negotiation doesn't need to be rushed right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at some point it will happen. Disney's going to be like, all right, here's a lot of money. Let us use Spider-Man. If they really want him that bad, that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but I mean it's kind of the way it, it, all these characters got tossed around before there was this idea of having this extended universe and it probably – if you, if you want this to happen, you should probably get all those things together first <laughs> instead of right. having to go down the road and then being upset when they don't they don't want to go 50-50 with their their character that they took. Whether it belongs to Marvel or not, it doesn't matter because the film rights belong to Sony. Right. So, um, yeah, obviously we want all the characters together. Um, that would be great, but there's probably a, a better deal in there than the one that either side wanted um and i guess getting back to it is that there's no reason to be boycotting a playstation <laughs> because of a, a, a spider-man from a movie being taken out of the mcu there's no reason to be like oh no we shouldn't buy playstations anymore because sony did this in their film division yeah um to me like to me, it, it, this is mostly funny, and probably the reason I put it in here to talk about was yeah. this is the reason that you're not getting a PlayStation yeah. Five. <laughs> right? Like, there's plenty of other reasons I'm not getting a PlayStation Five at this point. Right. Like, and this is definitely not not the one. So that would that was kind of my joke talking about this yeah. more than anything. Um, Sony did ultimately respond to this and kind of put the blame on Disney. Of course. I wasn't there. I'm not going to take right. a side in these business negotiations because right. this is what they are, is business. This isn't what do the fans want. This is financially what is best for our business and what makes yep. sense with our our investments. What I mean, this is their biggest franchise. They're not, they don't just want to go 50-50 with you with, the, with their biggest franchise. Yeah. So it makes sense and that's why I can't I can't be mad about something that just it it makes sense. So, hundred um, percent. But keeping on the Sony train, Sony may want to reach a wider installed base in quotation marks, um, which has kind of started a, a rumor sizzling that Sony may want to expand their their first party exclusives to the PCs of this world. Um, at least that's what people kind of think by by this quote from it was a quote from a meeting or something. It's kind of on the inside, um, right? And I think it's so. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I was very doubtful when Xbox said this was going to happen, and it did. They they one hundred percent are supporting PC now. Whether I don't I don't think that's even undeniable at this point that. Xbox now is all over PC. If Sony's saying this, I think there's a fair chance it'll happen. And not only that, it kind of already is. So I don't know if this article said it or not, but 
I looked into it a bit more, and on the Epic Game Store, Sony is publishing this game called Ready Set Heroes <laughs> that comes out in October, and they're publishing it. So it's straight out of their pocket, and it's coming to PlayStation and the Epic Game Store on October 1st. So is this a God of War game? No, it's a, it looks like a cartoon party game, which is fine, you know? But do do I see Spider-Man 2, God of War 2 coming to coming to PC? I don't know. Maybe. I would really like that. That would that would definitely give them some fanfare the same way Xbox has gotten so they could be like Xbox has this huge bragging rights right now saying, "Listen, not only do we support the players with cross, uh, you know, backwards compatibility, we've got Game Pass on Xbox and PC or bringing everything to not only PC but bringing it to Steam, not even just the Windows Store. We want to go where the players are and PC is where the players are too." And if Sony does this exact same thing, I, I don't see any downside to that except for, hey, Sony's making more money. <laughs> you know? Sure. The only reason I don't see them doing this is because they're already in a really good spot right now, right? They've been – this generation, they've been selling lots and lots of consoles based off of games like God of War and Spider-Man. So no, do they need to bring it on PC? No, I don't think they need to. Would they make more money if they went to PC and consoles? I, I think they would, and I don't see why in the future – why they couldn't do that. That's just my take. I, I don't I, I don't see a reason why they would say no. I think it's a very smart thing for the boss of Sony to say this, and whether it happens or not, I don't know. Do I want it to happen? Sure, because then I don't need to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. Right, and I think I think the, the reality of the console war is – is in front of them and they're saying, okay, we do, we got to give a little bit here. We yeah. got to try to expand. Um, cause I mean, I think there are, de- there are people that will play PlayStation games that just aren't going to get a PlayStation. 100%. Like, I really am trying to actively move away from having so many boxes around the house. Um, it took me three years to get a PS4 pro. And that was because of the, because of God of war. Right, and that was and that was three years into their console cycle, and I didn't even buy it from a GameStop or Sony Online. I bought it on Craigslist. Right, so they got no money from me right. for buying a console anyway. I know I got. So if they just released it on PC, no one would need to. You know, the people like me who don't need to go out of their way to buy a console will just play it on PC, and they still get their money. Yeah, I got the cheapest one I could find around the holidays. It was like two hundred bucks for a PS4, yep. and and you can't imagine they're making much money right, off of not, a Black Friday sale, right? So, and I didn't, I didn't invest a lot of money into the PlayStation yeah. ecosystem in the last generation. So I haven't touched PS Plus once. I haven't. I, I've bought only exclusives on their right. platform. Uh, That's it. So I mean, and the, and the same goes for Xbox. I mean, there's there's people, and I think they're finding out that there there's people that are going to play those games that just aren't going to get your box. So one hundred percent. That's, and now they're making all money out, like me with Sea of Thieves. I probably wouldn't have played Sea of Thieves if it wasn't on PC. Right, so. And now I have hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game, and I'm dedicated to that service. Yep. So I just wanted to round off the uh, the news this week talking about ID and Xbox, which is coming up the day before Ooh. PAX, as usual, which is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, I wish I could I probably go. enjoy it more than PAX, honestly. Because um, wow. it's... It's smaller. It is. Um, 
yeah, it's just less of a crowd than PAX, really. And it has right. a lot of the games that I probably want to see because I'm not going to wait in the long lines for the big stuff 100%. anyway. So you can kind when of... When is PAX? Um, first week of September, first weekend there of September, I think. So um, this is, I think, the Thursday before and you get to go to the microsoft campus and and play all the id at xbox games which is stuff that ends up on game pass pretty much they have got a big old list of a bunch of games on big old list i perused through there and didn't really i don't know anything on there really but i think that's that's the fun is uh the first year i went like we went and there was a handful of games that we wanted to watch after that right um, just waiting for them to come out because we enjoyed them so much um I really want to hear you. You got to do me a favor. Go there and play Blair Witch. I want to hear okay, what I'll, you think I'll of play it. that. Um, I mean, I'll play anything. Like, then that's right? the great thing, too, is because it's so much smaller, you you literally can probably play all of those games if you want to, if you hang out. Um, Are the developers there, too? Because that'd be pretty cool. I think, I mean, yeah, because they're such small projects right. that... It, you're literally playing a couple of people like, will be there. Those people handing you the controllers are the people that are working on those right. games. So it is, I think that's really cool. It, it's a little more intimate than PAX to me. Um, and really hits the games that I, I want to get out of PAX. Cause to me, that's what PAX is, is, right. is kind of discovering those kind of weird things that I wouldn't discover otherwise. Cause I'm going to play the big stuff anyway. I know the big stuff. So right. show me the little stuff that I should be seeing, like that I don't want to miss because it, it has so much value. Um, 100%. So uh, apparently a Jackbox Party Pack 6 is coming out too. That's kind of cool. Didn't, didn't know that. That's um, cool. Anyway, we can uh, move on to some questions, but uh, we'll do the, the little shout out plugs here. Um, I think now this is where we usually do patrons, but I was going to do the shout out plugs because I'm screwing everything up today. Um, <laughs> BuyMePodcast.com can link you to everywhere. Um, if you want to leave us some sort of review, that would be great. Those help the discoverability of the podcast. Um, if you want to hook us up on Patreon, that's cool too. I really don't like the shilling stuff. Adam has it down. He's got his little script. Um <laughs> Basically, anywhere if you search Bite Me Podcast, you'll find us. Um, help us help you. We're always seeing new people trickle into the Discord channel, too, which is probably the most hip-hopping place we got, um, where most people talk. Poppin'. And I enjoy that because I don't really like the social medias very much, personally. Um, that's not where I like to spend my time, but the Discord channel is great to just communicate with all the peoples. Um, so that's my recommendation of where to go, but whatever you like to do... Um, Go out and find us. Anyway, we're going to do some questions, and we got a couple questions from It's Eddie, Joe Coleslaw, and... Hey, yo, Vinny. You get to ask, hey, your, yo. ask a question right now in person. All right. My question, Dylan. If you had to put a video game song as your ringtone for your most hated person, spam calls also, you know. I don't know if you have the phone number of, you know, the person you hate the most, but, you know, spam calls aren't great. What game would it be from? Oh man, I think before I answer this, I have to, I totally forgot about my day today, uh, which kind of goes along with like my most hated spam <laughs> calls. Um, so I get this morning to an email that's like, your Netflix uh, password has changed. And I'm like, oh, no, it hasn't. That. And then it's like, your Netflix email has changed. You can no longer access it from your email. And I'm like, no, it hasn't. Yeah. 
So I called them and they fixed it really fast. It was very easy. But some guy named Sur in Florida who speaks French hijacked my Netflix account this morning. Unbelievable, yeah. Sur. Yeah. Just like that. Come on, Just Sur. taking it over. Why are you going to do that? It's only like 10 bucks. I Come on. hate you. It's only, t- <laughs> it's only $10. Isn't that big of a deal? Yeah. And then that wasn't oh, it. Boy. My PayPal. Someone tried to get into my PayPal on Israeli oh standard time. That's the only information I could get. You're not in Israel? I was like, no, I did not try to access my account at 8 p.m. It is 8 <laughs> in the morning. And I was like, what is IDT? And it's like Israeli standard time. And I'm like, what is what is that time? I don't. Unbelievable. That's in the future. I'm not World in the future, future, man. So that like, I don't know if those were related or coincidence. Maybe it was Kangaroo Jack. But but that he's like in like way future time. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. It's he, uh, too many time zones, you know. I definitely don't have any ringtones for people. Um, Me either. If my most hated person had a ringtone, what would it be? Did Did you have one picked out for this? No, but I'm trying to think right now, and I'm thinking like any Doom soundtrack might be good because oh, yeah. that sounds like kind of angry, aggressive yeah. music. Where I'd be like, all right, I don't. I mean, I would just jam out to the song instead of answering it, you know. Yeah. Just be like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this. You could do the um, the Rickroll theme. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. That would work um, out well. I really wanted to incorporate the end of Halo Three uh, when you're driving like all over those platforms in the campaign and everything's exploding around you. That music's pretty great. I, I don't know if that would be for the most person you hate yeah. the most, but pretty great music <sighs> for it. See, I like I like video game music too much, and it right. would evoke the wrong emotion from me for someone I hate so much. But maybe that's what I need. I think maybe I right. maybe I do need the Doom soundtrack to just like get me ready to fight this person with right. verbal combat. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want a pie. Yeah. Oh man, I, I don't want your cruise line. I fought the bank the other day too because oh no, every paycheck, every time I get paid, I to transfers to multiple different savings accounts, right? Right. Is one of them mine? Um, yes. And yes. But I, I looked in my, my, my accounts and I was like, there's an extra transfer. What, what is this, right? Um, because my one had just happened and it showed the one in the future, but there was another one. And when I clicked on that transfer, it said it was a one-time transfer. And each of my savings accounts all had one and they were all for the same amount that I generally transfer automatically on a biweekly basis. And I was like, that's not right. And I told the lady and her, her, uh, her recommendation was just to delete my future scheduled ones because these ones were already processing. So I couldn't stop them. And then delete the future ones and reset it up. And I was like, that sounds incredibly inconvenient. Sure, if that's fine, but are you not concerned that four unauthorized transfers were made <laughs> yeah. on my account? Yeah, that's fine. It's like, oh, it must be the other bank that you're transferring to. And it's like, no, it's not, no. because I'm looking over no. there and nothing. there's nothing over there. Unbelievable. Like, people, people. Yeah. This is why I don't leave the house. That's why know? I need the Doom soundtrack when it's da, a ringback tone da, da, when I call da, da. anywhere. Because I right. have bad phone calls with everybody because they stink at their jobs. Fair, fair point. I, I've never had a good experience talking to the bank. They always, they never understand what I'm actually saying. I'm like, I don't really care. I know I can fix this. Oh yeah. The point is, 
Something is messed up in your bank system, which is important. <laughs> you should care about that. That's why I go to DCU, you know. You don't need to talk to anybody. Yeah. You deposit your checks on your phone. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to deal with anybody. Let me do it myself. Let me do it myself. <sighs> I'm do you want to read Joe's question? I'm See, too, I worked I'm you up. Too, I'm I worked too you angry. Up. All right. you, can read his, you can read his ramble, his ramble rant first. And then uh, we can get down to business. Wrote. The more serious topic. With the EA's respawn and the apex, see what he did there? The apex of disappointments going back to their old ways, if only for a moment. Where do we draw the line? So long as people are willing to pay for surprise mechanics to obtain an item, would it be worth putting out? How much would you be willing to gamble to get an item or set or skin? What do you think would be a better solution financially or reasonably? Yeah. So I think we've we've talked about the surprise mechanics, cosmetic, blah, 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 a lot. Um, and I think at the end of the day for me, like, it's cosmetic, so it doesn't matter, right? Um, yeah. Sure, some of it's a little outrageous. Like, and I think that's the only real problem with this is that the prices set on these things seem to be so arbitrary. Yeah. Like, Fortnite has these cool skins and they're cool and they're 20 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, that's arbitrary, right? Like why there's no, you get this cool league of Legends skin and it has these cool particle effects. So it's more and it's 15 bucks. It's like, why? Like, I just, it's just, it's so arbitrary. You can't compare one game's cosmetics to another because the price points can be completely different based off whoever the developer is, whatever they want to price it at. There's no rhyme or reason to whether it's a five dollar skin or a thirty dollar skin, right? And I and I guess to me, in a way, it feels less bad when you just buy the cosmetic instead of 100%. buy the box with four things that you absolutely yeah. hate and will never use, right? So yeah. I don't mind paying a premium for those things if I really want them, which is not often, but sure, it is occasionally, mm-hmm. and it's generally for games that I think I can kick back a little bit more money, which is ultimately, I think, how people need to look at this stuff, and I understand it can exploit people's desire to gamble, yeah. so to speak, but, I mean, again, this my- is kind of, to me, that's my responsibility to budget an amount that I'm right. allowed to spend on video games, and if I, if this is within my budget to be financially um healthy then i can buy whatever stupid fish tank head skin in fortnite that i want um, right and i definitely think i'm less likely to buy a loot box than i am to i'm less likely to spend 20 dollars on loot boxes than i am to 100%. spend 20 dollars on one really cool skin yeah. that i love or some really cool dance emote that i just have to have i guess um yeah my ideology has always been Okay, cool. Loot boxes, I don't specifically like them. I don't dislike them either. But they should only be existing if it's purely cosmetic. If it is, I'm cool with it. Do I think they should reveal the odds of what do you get from them? I do. Yeah, probably. Because I, I don't, I don't that think way you just know reason. what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like in Overwatch, you should be able to say, hey, I get a 1 in 30 chance of getting legendary. Right. You know? So if you want to buy loot boxes, you can be like, all right, if I buy 30 loot boxes, the chances are I'll get at least one legendary. So you know at least a little right. bit of what you're buying into. Right. In a game like Overwatch that I I played a lot, like when they did their big right. anniversary, like I bought a bundle of loot boxes yep. because like I'm going to get a bunch of skins for characters and like that's fine. Right. Like that was that was valuable to me. And I ended up getting a bunch of cool legendary skins like for characters right. that I may or may not play 
right? So, mm-hmm. and like that was fine to me. It didn't it didn't really feel bad. Um, but I, I mean, I guess it can feel bad though when you're like, man, I'd really like that skin, but then why it's twenty dollars? Right. And I think that's just where the feels bad comes from. Is like there's no real explanation for it. And if it was just like included in the price of the game, like it'd be fine. One hundred percent. The difference is to me though is that I feel like these kinds of microtransactions, whether the as long as they're cosmetic, whether they're loot boxes or you buy them straight outright, in games like for example, we're going to go back to a Marvel's Avengers. They've talked about this a little bit. They said yes, there will be microtransactions in the form of cosmetics. You'll be able to buy specific cosmetic items for. All right, cool. I want a new Captain America skin, right? But so yeah, you might not be able to get all the coolest skins. They're still gonna have skins in the game, for the record. Yeah. It's not like they're getting it's not like you have one skin the entire game and that's it, unless you buy twenty dollars worth. But then that allows them to do things like they said, where all new heroes, all new maps will be free to everyone. And if that's the case because I paid twenty dollars for a skin, sure. Right. I would much rather everyone have like back in the day there was nothing worse than playing call of duty and like i have all the map packs but my friend doesn't right. so we can't play together Absolutely. there was nothing worse than that and now that the microtransactions have become a thing now with loot boxes and such i would much rather have cosmetic loot boxes than go back to that right no i think that's a really good point because i mean that was definitely a reality with like the map packs and things it was awful um and, and it was in everything you don't want to set up a barricade for people not to play your game like, right but i also understand that you want to subsidize what you've made on the game or like monetize um like further after your game has gone out so you can continue to support it because games are supported after they've been right. released now especially so, nowadays like something has to exist so they can make some more money uh, and i think that is probably the best solution for games like this is if you can say yeah we're gonna have you pay for cosmetics but we're also going to supply you with something else whether that be like the map and the content and this and that or like I think Rainbow Six does the interesting thing where like they introduce new characters that you can earn in game, like through mm-hmm. in game play you can earn the currency, yeah. which will take a long time to get them. Yep. Dead by Daylight but has it doesn't that too. stop you from playing the game. It, they don't have right. maps that you aren't going to play. You can just purchase mm-hmm. the new operators. Like right. so like they still allow you to play the game. Like any playlist with anybody everyone has the maps but if you want the new characters like that kind of works because that does affect the game and it's not cosmetic but it's not stopping you from playing the game Um, right but even and it doesn't put you at a disadvantage either right um so i think there is solutions like that and i think also allowing players to earn cosmetics at a at least a reasonable rate through in-game play is also helpful. Um, I find Rainbow Six to be the worst at this is hmm. when you play a Rainbow Six game and when you get to roll a certain percentage to get one of their little alpha packs, which has a cosmetic in it. And right. every time you fail this roll, it ticks up. If you lose a game, you get a roll, but you or you get a tick up for playing, but you don't get a roll. And it goes up by a very small amount, but it feels so slow that yeah. I literally just don't care. Like, 
that I'm even getting cosmetics. Like, because it, it's right. so slow. Whereas Overwatch, every time I play some games and get a level, I get a loot box and it has four cosmetics in it. It's like I'm mm-hmm. constantly getting things playing Overwatch. Like, that kind of feels. It feels, it feels like I'm getting them, and then if I want some more, it doesn't feel bad. Um, right. So I think there there is a nice balance that that I think games can find uh, to still have those things because they're just a reality um, without um, putting necessarily just a price on them, like a bounty on them, and and maybe things like Overwatch that, and I guess that's. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's also the the trick of this is a $20 skin and it's $20 to buy it. But if you get that same skin in a loot box that you may spend $20 for, it doesn't feel like it was a $20 skin. So I think that's right. something else that's kind of tricky. People don't want loot boxes, but they also don't want $20 skins. But in reality, mm-hmm. if you want this $20 skin in these loot boxes, you're going to spend about $20 on loot boxes before you get the skin, right? right? So it's... It's all psychology, and I think probably half of the people feel one way and half of the people feel the other, so you're never going to please everybody. Sure. But ultimately, it's cosmetic, so whatever. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, at the end of the day, he says, how much would you be willing to gamble to get an item? I'm willing to gamble as much as I feel like I'm dedicated to this game, right? right? Dead by Daylight, I have 1,200 hours. I just started putting money into getting cosmetics. Right. I'm 1,200 hours right. into it. I've clearly gotten my – I think it was $20 when I got right. it. I got my $20 worth. I can put in another $20 to get a cool cosmetic for my killer. Right. right. That's totally fine to me. Right. Do Do I think there's a better solution? Maybe. But is it this solution to me of buying outright skins – even like you said, buying specific characters and games yeah. that it makes sense for, it, as long as that's a thing and that's not dividing the community, I think that's a vast improvement over what it used to right. be. Right. I definitely prefer just being able to purchase things outright to like yeah. the the randomness mechanics. Um, but definitely like how much I put into a game is just solely going to be based on how much I actually play that game and the value that game has to me, um, which has been very you know, over the, over the years in different games. So, and sometimes at loot boxes, I'm not going to say they're fun, fun, but they can be, you know, they can be entertaining. Right. Like in overwatch, like you said, they're not egregious to get. So once you get them every two to three right. games, four games, maybe you're like, Oh cool. I get a legendary for just playing the game. Right. It's right. I didn't have to buy anything to get these legendaries. Right. And you can, you don't need to. Though. Right. And I think that's just something important is to never, never have it solely behind a paywall. Like right. give them loot boxes at a pace that they actually probably at least every time they play the game, if you play for 30 minutes or so, right. as long as you're getting one to two loot boxes or something like that feels, that feels like enough. Um, anyway, which game world do you want to visit on vacation from it's Eddie? Um, oh, New Jersey. <laughs> I want to go to Boston and fall out. So he sent us this little image. I think he found it on IGN. It looks like the IGN logo is there. We got Super Mario, got Legend of Zelda, Minecraft, Assassin's Creed, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, The Elder Scrolls, Dark Souls, or Wii Sports. Um, 
So, Doesn't Dark Souls just seem like a living hell? Why would you want to go That's there? That's definitely not where That I'm seems visiting. like a terrible place to go. Minecraft, everything's all blocky. That'd be like climbing stairs right. constantly. That sounds like a bad time. Um, Legend of Zelda, you can climb anywhere. Yeah. But what if you have no stamina? Like me, I've got nothing. I ain't going anywhere. I'm sitting in an ocean. Doing process of elimination here. We sports, what do you do there? <laughs> do you just play sports all the time? Stuck on an island. <laughs> um... So, I don't. I've never played Kotor. Take out the pitchforks now, but uh, I mean it's Star Wars, so I think I would enjoy a Star Wars world. Star yeah. Wars world. That seems like it'd be fun. Super Mario would be cool, but I don't imagine that being cool for long. <laughs> I'd be like, everything's cartoony here, and I'm a real person, and this is like, this is just odd. And Assassin's Creed would be cool though, because you could just go to a bunch of different places. I could go to Egypt. I could go to Italy. I I think that's just going to real countries, which is cool. I'm down for that. So Star, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Star Wars, though. Yeah. I think I'd like to go to the Elder Scrolls. That'd be pretty cool. Area. Although I'd probably lay a little dookie in yeah. my behind when I see a dragon. Yeah. I just like the trees and the mountains and the, the yeah. water. Kind of reminds me of what... Go to Whiterun. What I think, like... Norway might be like I don't know, right, right. That part of be a pretty the, place, the Skyrim or something, um, right. Would you be a blacksmith? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I also am not the real destination vacation person, so I don't yeah. know if this is the best question for me. But I don't like planes, so I don't know how the hell I'm getting to any of yeah, these places. Not, so yeah. If it's just snap, if it's a very just long do, ride, like, I'm not in. Do the Nintendo Switch Direct where you just snap and you're there. Yeah, then I'm in. I'll go to all of them. I'll right? go to any of them. Same. Anyone you right. want. Um, right. We got a list <laughs> of uh, cheap free games here. Um, the Epic Game Store has probably been my favorite lately for giving me just like some free Hell. games every once in a while. And I've actually, every week, I've actually been playing um, a fair yeah. share of them. Um, currently yep. up, you got Hyper Light Drifter, um, which I've heard some good good reviews of yeah do you know anything about that i've heard lots of good things about yeah, it too I just, but i don't really know what I just it haven't is checked it out but now i have it on my computer so yeah. i can i can check it out i think it's kind of a zelda e in the old 2d zelda e kind of way like Got 2d it. adventure but like yep. neon um which is always good um and yeah. mutants year zero which is also a game that i've wanted to check out yeah and i cliff really liked it um which is kind of xcom if i'm not mistaken, kind of it has a weird, I've played a little bit of it. It has it, it is turn based tactic, but you know in XCOM where you just go back to base and you do stuff there. In this game it's kinda like when the tactic stuff is done, it's like free roam. Okay. And you and you go to your next area, like it's kinda like point and clicky. Kinda like And uh, then you get to your next area and then you do stuff there. It's it's kinda cool. And then it turns into a tactics game. Cool. Yeah, I think. I'm, and you play as a pig, and that's yeah. fun. I'm definitely going to check that game out at some point for yeah. sure, whether it be on Xbox or PC, because um, I think I have it in both of those places. Um, and a bunch of stuff coming to Game Pass, it looks like. That's right. A lot of this was announced on uh, at Gamescom this week. So, Life is Strange 2, Episode 3 is coming to Xbox. Yoku's Island Express, which Cliff really liked. That was like that dung beetle yeah, game yeah. where it's you like pinball. Poop, 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 yeah. pinball, poop, poop ball, poopy pinball, poop, poop balls. And then, you know, that's on PC and Xbox out now. I'm really sad this one's not coming to PC because I want to play this so bad. But Devil May Cry 5, that game, that's nuts that this came to Gamepad. That game came out like 
in April. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been four months and now it's on Game Pass. That's absolutely insane. Out now. I wish it was on PC. Hopefully it will. Uh, Stellaris? 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 St- I don't know. Stellaris. Uh, Xbox, and I think they said coming soon to PC. So not out yet, but it's coming. Age of Empires, PC. Never played it. I know a lot I of people love like Age that, of Empires. Though. Is that? Yeah. Oh, is it? Is, is it, it the first edition? Because I, I think they remade I think they remastered it. the then, first yeah. one, which I never played. Yeah. I played Age of Empires two and three. So yep, yeah. So I think they remastered the first game. Now putting it on Game Pass for PC. Then they have this game called Ape Out, which I've looked into, and it's really really cool. They got like this really dope jazz music that plays and it plays to you play as this monkey and you kill people along to the music and it seems real awesome i can't wait to play it out now uh kingdom come deliverance is coming to xbox and pc it was a big game last year if you do medieval uh, stuff yes nice. but bard's tale 4 what were you saying Sorry. i was just gonna say leading into bard's tale which gotcha I'm, i i know nothing about this but i've heard good things what is it um I don't know which Bard's Tale was on the Xbox, but that game was great. I don't know if this one is the new one that wasn't as cool as it used to be. I don't know. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna check it out though because I do have fond memories of Bard's Tale at one point in my life. I don't know which one it was though. So, got it. So yeah, that comes out August 27th, and then Blair Witch. I'm extremely excited for this. It looks like a ton of fun. It looks like a really fun horror game. I've never seen Blair Witch. But I'm sure it'll be a good horror game to stream and watch me pee my pants. Twitch.tv slash Defensor, little shill. <laughs> uh, that'll be on Xbox and PC. And then Dead Cells. Speaking of Dead coming Cells. Coming to Xbox and PC September 5th. If you haven't played it, great game. play it. That is such a great – Game Pass is such a great deal. I know we talk about it all the time. And I like – I normally don't buy into these kinds of subscriptions because like you, like you say, and uh, I know Cliff and Adam are super into it, and I get why you aren't because, yeah, I'm not going to constantly play it 24-7. I don't know if I'm going to make, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage of it, take advantage of it enough. Um, but, I mean, even with these games here, like Blair Witch, I'm definitely going to play. For those of people that haven't played Dead Cells, great game. And there's a bunch of games I'd like to check right. out on there. I don't think it's never, ever and, a bad thing to have Game Pass. Right. But- Certain people are going to get way more value out of it. 100%. Because um, I, I know, like, Cliff, the way Cliff plays games, this definitely fits yeah. how he plays games a lot better than I do. Right. Um, I do not play the quantity of games. I just play fewer games more. Um, so, And all you have to do, really, for Game Pass, keep an eye out for deals. I right. got six months for, I think... Eight bucks. Right, and I think I have <laughs> which is I have the new Game Pass Ultimate through next April. Just the way they did right. that upgrade things, so it's I am going to check out some of this stuff um, when it yep. comes to a Game Pass. But it looks like that was what we had to talk about for today. Um, about an hour That's and it. fifteen minutes later, um, we, we did, did it. it. Uh, I know we did some stuff out of order. We probably screwed a bunch of stuff up, but we did it. We did perfect. We did it. Bite me podcast. Search it because that's what people do nowadays. So- you just you just Google it. So. Just put Bite Me Podcast in your search bar if you need to find us and find us. Thank you, Vinny, for uh, helping out and coming in at the 11th hour. Um, Gotcha, dude. Some say this is the best episode of all time. It could be the the highest numerical episode so far. If it is, I think we get a higher rate. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm curious to see the the analytics um, (laughs) this time because we usually have weird spikes when we do weird shows and it's all coincidence but it's fun to create conspiracies about it so 
everyone listen to this episode because I'm here. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week with a more planned show, maybe. I don't know. Bite me. Bite me. You did great. <laughs>